0: Good morning, everyone. I am so excited that we have another guest. You guys are in for a treat. I have April Johnson. She is a wife, a mother of two, author, and a minister. Her and her husband are the associate pastors in Jasper, Alabama. She has a heart that encourages others with God's word. So I want to bring her on. Thank you so much for joining
1: good morning i'm good so excited morning. to be
0: here i'm glad that we could work this out i love having guests on it is so cool that doesn't matter if you're in another state we can still do this on the internet so it's really neat
1: yes i love that
0: so this morning we are going to be talking about why did i do that what do we base our decisions on are we basing them on god's word or on our emotions I want to kind of touch on um, kind of what the Lord's laid on your heart as far as how can we make right decisions, even though we may be filled with all these different kind of emotions. So I'll let you kind of start and then we'll kind of tag team this.
1: Sure, I'm excited. Um, It's just a question the Lord's been asking me so much recently. I just, I feel like I hear it all the time is he'll start asking me, okay, what was your motivator? What was, and it's just been kind of a prompt he's been giving me. And it's really put my focus a lot on, okay, that decision I just made, am I letting my emotions be my motivator or what should be our motivator? God's word. And so that's one thing, just the Lord's been dealing internally with me so much. And so that's kind of where my focus has been recently. It's okay. Really? I know we say we're word people and we are, I mean, in our house, we've got the word going. I've got two kids, eight and five, two little boys. It's loud. Um, but there's always the word going. I know you know too, you get it. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> loud, but their word is always going in our house. But am I really a word person that is letting the word be my motivator? Um, so many times th- so many times I think emotions get the position of Lord in our life when really that's never our intention. But if emotions are leading us, if that's and it our emotions, they're there. There's something that are God given but he gave them to enhance our life, not to control it, you know? And so that's a big thing where the word is supposed to be our controller. That's supposed to be what's controlling us in every step of our lives. The word is supposed to be kind of how we gauge what we're doing. But so many times emotions can be it because we do, if we go to it and you're saying, how do we kind of have, how do we change the emotions from being our, you know what I mean? How do we, affect the emotions like how do we override that I guess is a better way to say it and really the way we do that is by what are we feeding are we feeding the emotional side of us or are we feeding our spirit
0: no I love that um I'm actually taking notes as we're (laughs) writing here so I'm scribbling
1: down. I'm always writing, always writing something down. Well,
0: then I got to go back and see if I can actually read my own handwriting. Uh, (laughs) But I like what you're saying, that our emotions are meant to enhance. And a lot of times we allow them to have full control of everything. And as a mom, as a wife, it is really easy to let our emotions take over in those moments Mm -hmm. to where, you know, we're like, well, I wanted to discipline and love, yet I ended up yelling, or, you know, I wanted to be nice and ended up having an attitude, you know, all the different things that come along with it. And we can actually beat ourselves up in the process Mm -hmm. when we make the wrong choices. And so not only, um, not giving into the emotional side of things, but also, not putting condemnation on ourselves yes. to where if we do get it wrong, we're not like, well, I'm hopeless. This is just horrible. where are we're going to be able to do it.
1: Oh, And if we, when we yield to condemnation, there's no growth, you know, the Holy spirit convicts and we can always grow yeah. from the conviction, but we cannot grow from condemnation. The devil uses that to, we might see where we need to change, but we will never grow from condemnation. And I love that you point that out because we're never going to do it all right. I mean, we're always we're going to learn and grow from now till the day we go to heaven. You know, we're always going to be learning and growing, but to never get in condemnation over it. I love that.
0: No, 100 percent. Because and I've been guilty of doing it myself to where, you know, things do come up and I'm like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. And then you just feel bad and you can get into that low state. Yeah. And what does the enemy want to do? He always wants to cause separation between us and the father to where we don't feel worthy. We don't, so we don't go boldly to the throne to talk to him. And so God wants us to come with everything, all of our problems, everything that's going on and be able to talk to him.
1: There are, there really are so many scriptures in the Bible that deal with emotions. A lot of time it will deal with the negative ones. It'll talk about Um, it'll talk about pride. It'll talk about anger, but it does, even in Proverbs talks a lot about wrong emotions and the paths that lead you down. Um, I have, and this is, uh, Psalms 119, 105. And I use this in the expanded Bible version or the EXB says your word is like a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. It shows how life should be lived. And the reason I love that verse is because it shows God's word should be showing how life should be lived. It's not my emotions. And there's so many times that my emotions kind of show me how I should live if we're not guarding our hearts, if we're not making sure that the word is the path. But God's word should be the path that is showing us how to live or showing us how life should be lived. But it's so easy to get into things like Proverbs uh, 25, 28. And I've got it here with me. Uh, And this is in the Passion Translation, which I love. Um, It says, if you live without restraint and are unable to control your temper, which would be an emotion, it says you're as helpless as a city with broken down defenses open to attack. Mm. So We're so, you know, we're just kind of tossed to and fro, like the Bible says, if we're letting our emotions control what we do, we're up one day, we're down the next, we're all over the place. You know, the Bible tells us God's word never changes. Like I said, in Psalms 119, that should be our way to live. That should be showing us. But God's word doesn't change, but our emotions do. You know, as much as me, I can go through more emotions. Oh, right. <laughs> Sometimes it's a <in> period. <laughs> you know, or in a day, I can go through so many. Sometimes oh, yeah. uh, John Parker, my oldest, will go, Mommy, are you happy or sad? Like, why are you crying? I'm like, well, just girls cry for everything. Or I do. <laughs> and I he's like, why are, if it's a good thing, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't, it just, I just do. <laughs> you know, but emotions are, they're all over the place. But if we don't learn to put them in check and put them in their God-given position, they are something God gave us, but they're supposed to be kind of in line and everything's supposed to go under the lordship of Jesus. You know, not just, he's not just over our salvation, but every single part of our lives right. and even our emotions included. Um, but there are, uh, Proverbs sixteen thirty two is another one. And this is in the CSB, it says, patience is better than power and controlling one's emotions better than capturing a city right there you know all this that's something at the time especially would have been seen as very powerful to be able to capture a city but here in Proverbs Solomon's telling us that it would be better to know how to control your emotions than to know to conquer a city you know and that's a big thing I and that's something we can never learn how to do on our own Is one thing too like this is something we cannot do without God's help you know
0: no, absolutely. Because I've tried to do it on my own and I find out real quick that is yeah. not going to work.
1: <laughs> we can be so motivated, have the best intentions. Yep. And then something happens.
0: No, I, I think about that with pretty much. Most of the things that you start, you're like, okay, I'm going to be like working out. is kind of a big one for most people. They're like, yeah, I'm going to work out. I'm going to start this new routine. And then maybe one day you wake up and something changes the routine. And so you kind of get off track. And then the less you do it, and then it's That's like great. it doesn't even exist. You're like, well, there goes that. So then we're back to that condemnation of like, oh, man, I missed it again.
1: Just that cycle, like a vicious cycle, really, because mm-hmm. you've been burned out. You mean to do well. You I mean, even Paul said that, like the things I want to do, I don't the things I shouldn't do. I do like even he got in that cycle. But I mean, he's the one that told us no condemnation for those That's that are right. in us That's right
0: that first scripture you read though in proverbs 25 um Mm. where it's talking about breaking down the defenses Mm. i think that is a beautiful way to put that because sometimes we will build up these walls to where we're like no not letting anything in Mm. and then something comes in and causes them a little tiny crack um i think of like we have an above ground pool and since recently we had like the ice storm and stuff, the pool was freezing over. Mm -hmm. Well, that would be fine. However, the pipes are freezing as well. So what happens is it begins to expand them and can cause a little tiny crack, but you don't notice it until it starts to defrost. So Mm -hmm. in the moments where you're thinking everything's good and fine, but then when everything starts to kind of settle back down, now you're like, well, how is this happening in my life? Why is, you know, all this taking place? And it was just a little tiny something got in there to where you didn't notice it at first. But that's where the word tells us, you know, that we're supposed to evaluate ourselves. Yeah. So, so go in and look and be like, okay, okay. Where, Lord, do we need to, you know, kind of filter out some stuff going on around us? Or maybe what we heard or saw that was getting that we're feeding ourselves. Like you were talking about, you know, we have to feed the right thing. What are we feeding our emotions? Are we feeding our spirit? What are we lifting up? And that's what we're going to be able to respond with.
1: Yeah. And uh, the Bible also tells us it's the little foxes that will spoil the vine. It's those little things that slip in that sometimes they're not noticeable. If, you know, if the devil came in with a big thing, we would notice and we would put a stop to it. But if it's that little thing that can sneak in and like that crack, it can just get in there so small. And then it's a huge problem before you even realize it. It's done that foundational damage.
0: Absolutely. And we have to have a firm foundation. I mean, the Bible talks about that. So there's so many different things that the word gives us. And Mm -hmm. we just have to learn how to really apply it. And it's a daily thing that we have to do, not just one time, oh, we're good from here on out. I wish that was the case, no. that would be amazing. But yeah, the enemy doesn't take a vacation. So we gotta keep keep all the armor of God on in order
1: to yeah. press on. A- yes, amen, I agree. And that's something I feel like I have to focus on, and we all do, but uh, my husband and I are associate pastors. Like I said, we've got two kids, two boys, so my house is constantly noisy. Um, I'm teaching full-time at a Christian school now, music and theater. So K3 through 12th grade and back to school myself, like college. So I'm like, okay, Lord, these are all things you've told me to do, but he is his grace has just helped me find so much time to still, if it's a priority, making time for his word, he's helped me do, you know, find the grace to do it. But that's We've all got schedules. I know mine. that's mine, but everybody's got a schedule that's busy and things that are priority, but we've got to make sure His Word is our number one priority.
0: Yeah, no, and that's another thing that I was thinking about recently, too, is how we can fill our day up with all of the natural things and all of the responsibilities that come along with life, but we forget that we have to have that quality time with God yeah. in order to be able to maintain all the other things yeah. that are on our to-do list.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I know it sounds like we're getting all over the place, but it really is all connected. <laughs> you know, God's word it is It's alive and it's just a, a living thing. And all of it has to do with the rest. But it makes me think of Mary and Martha. You know, we always look and I feel like, I mean, I grew up in church. I'm a pastor's kid, you know, like you get it. And so I feel like I've heard the story of Mary and Martha my entire life. And Mary was doing the one good thing and Martha was kind of vilified, you know, like we were always like, don't be a Martha. Don't be. And I was reading it one day and the Lord's like, you know, she wasn't trying to do something bad. She was trying to serve me. And I was like, oh. I've like been sitting here on my house, judging Martha my entire life. Like, oh, I would never. But she was trying to serve him, and he's like, "But you can never serve me properly unless you're spending time with me." Mm. And that really, I mean, being a parent, being a mother, is such a service to the Lord. Training our children, and if we're not spending time at His feet, our emotions will be the ones that are reigning in our lives. That are. And I have that position of lordship if that's where our focus is is on the natural side or even the soulish side not our spirits then that's going to be taking over where we need i mean like i said two boys i need the wisdom of god <laughs> so many situations so many times a day uh my kindergartner came home the other day told me he's married he got oh my married- gosh how funny <laughs> he got married on the playground you know there's <laughs> always something and i'm like okay lord not that I mean, that one was a cute one, right. but there's something that you're having to do and you're like, okay, I need your wisdom, not my emotions speaking in this situation. And I mean, that one wasn't a, that one's just a five. So, <laughs> so Valentine's Day, um, he filled out a card and it said, thank you for being my wife.
0: Oh my gosh, that is the cutest thing I've ever
1: heard. <laughs> that has to do with anything. But there is, my point is there's always something with those kids and we need God's wisdom not like I want them to hear from Jesus when I'm speaking, not from mommy's emotions, yeah. which can sometimes be what comes to the forefront if I'm not spending that time at Jesus' feet
0: no, a hundred percent like i I am totally with you, and I know other moms who are in here watching this right now are like, "Amen to that, because we all we all sometimes yield to our flesh instead of following our spirit and doing what God tells us to do. Even when he gives us the perfect plan and the instructions that we're supposed to do, sometimes we want to throw a temper tantrum and say, well, I don't want to do that today.
1: Right. So
0: it all comes back to a choice of what are we going to choose to do? Are we going to follow our emotions or are we going to follow what God's word is leading us to do?
1: Oh, exactly. That's such an important choice, and like you said, we're facing it every day, multiple times a day.
0: Yep, all that all day long. I feel like for me, a hundred percent, because I'm with you on the busy schedule with the kids and sports and cheer and all the things that come along with it. Yeah. and so you can get overwhelmed, and the enemy will actually use being overwhelmed to make you feel like, well. I didn't get to spend time with God today, so I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to put it off because he knows yeah. that's where we find our strength. That's where we find mm-hmm. our joy is in him. And mm-hmm. when we're not doing those things, then, yeah, we're going to make some bad decisions.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm a- and maybe not like huge
0: you know, ones that are horrible, but even the minor ones start to oh, add yeah. up. <laughs>
1: Oh, I would say I make an awful Lord like, you know, I would make an awful one. I don't need to be telling anybody like I need God's wisdom in these situations.
0: Well, and that's what I love, too, that the Bible tells us, you know, if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask. Yeah. And sometimes it's a matter of taking time to actually ask.
1: Yeah. Just not being too busy or that lie from the devil that we're too busy because really, I mean, Jesus has made. God's presence always available to us absolutely we can come boldly before the throne of grace we can ask for wisdom uh I love one of my favorite well every time I talk about a scripture I say it's one of my favorite <laughs> no, I'm so bad about that but when we see Jesus on the cross and when he says it is finished and gave up the ghost it says and you find out that the curtain in the temple rips And I love that because that was if you study in the Old Testament, like how thick that curtain was. And it's what separated everyone from the presence of God. And at that moment, here I get choked up anyway. (laughs) Here I am talking about emotions. But at that moment, it's like he knew he could be with us again. He knew. And so Jesus opened up where it doesn't matter if we're taking kids to basketball practice or if we're at home washing dishes or if we're at work or wherever we are. But we have that open door into God's presence. And really the only one that can ever keep us out is ourselves just not entering in. And if the devil can lie to us and tell us we don't have time or we don't have, you know, or or that we're not good enough or whatever his lie is, that's the only thing that can keep us from God's presence because Jesus opened that door. And in his presence is exactly that wisdom that we need for everything in life.
0: Yeah. And it's so sweet how much the Lord loves us, that oh. he's like, I'm here for you 24-7, mm-hmm. whenever you need me. It doesn't matter if it's in the middle of the night or whenever. He's like, I'm here. I know for me, uh, my quiet time is after I drop the kids off at school mm-hmm. and I'm able to actually drive to my next destination, yeah. that's my time of, okay, it's silent. So I have a choice to turn on the radio or mm-hmm. to listen to a podcast or just to pray or to be quiet and actually mm-hmm. listen to what the Lord's saying. And for the longest time, that took me really, really long time to learn that it's okay to sit in silence for a little bit, mm-hmm. to just say, Lord, you talk to me. I've mm-hmm. done all the talking in the past, but let me listen to what you actually mm-hmm. have to say. Like, let me get the answer
1: yes i love yeah because i am a talker i mean you're hearing me now i always talk i do i always have something to say but just to learn to sit in his presence and just be restored and just rest there's something even just a couple of minutes in his presence does more than a week on the beach you know or and then all this what we would think is like rest and relaxation just that time in his presence makes all the difference
0: yeah and you know i just thought up too that the enemy will also use that against you, too, to make you feel like, well, you're not being productive. You're not accomplishing anything because you're sitting still, because yeah. you're resting. And we can get into that mom guilt to where we're like, oh, my gosh, no, I know. We have so much to do. Or, you know, I didn't do that. And it it's a real thing. <laughs> People oh, don't really? realize that mom guilt is real. Yes. And so the enemy will use that against you to where... In those moments, to where you're sitting in the presence of the Lord, yeah. He's gonna kind of come to your thought and be like, "You, oh, right, in this long enough, you need to go do something, else. Right. or did you forget about this? Or your kids are hungry, or can't you hear them calling your name? <laughs> or you know, yeah. all the things." Yeah, and, yeah. You know, but you know what? We can. Incorporate them into it too. We shouldn't just isolate and be like, go to your room, I'm spending time with God. (laughs) It should be let me teach you how you know to understand and read the Bible and pray. Yeah. That's that's one of the wonderful responsibilities that we have as a parent.
1: Oh, yeah, to teach them and to like help escort our kids into God's presence, just to help usher them in is such a sweet thing. I um I try, and this is usually it's in the mornings before everybody else gets up. But then there's always one that gets up and you're like, why are you here? the sun's <laughs> not even. why are you here? But Then I've, there's so many mornings that I've spent with my Bible and a kid in my lap, you know, and you might not get as much reading done or as much so, but it's just such a sweet time in his presence. And it's a time to impart into them how important it is to have time in their presence, in God's presence. I um I with my kids on the way to school, we make confessions and we talk and um, we even t- spend time praying. We'll pray in the spirit. We'll pray together. And we have about a 15 minute drive to school. And the other day, my five year old, we uh, had done our confessions and John Parker, my eight year old, had asked me a question. And I kind of got, you know, onto the next thing. And uh, Ezra in the backseat was like, Mommy, we forgot that shoulda, shoulda thing. I was like, what? <gasps> I was like, what? He's like, that shoulda, shoulda, shoulda thing. I finally realized he was telling us we forgot to pray in the spirit. Oh, my gosh, how cute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's get to it. Let's take our let's take a few minutes and let's pray. Oh,
0: that's
1: great. Well, that's something now that he knows to do. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, how good is that that he's catching me on it when I'm distracted? Yeah. Else? I was like, yes, that's that's what we need to do. <laughs> You're like, yes,
0: let's do that right now.
1: <laughs> yes, it's time. Thank you. You know, and then when your kids call you on it, you're like, well, at least it's in their heart. But, you know, and it is such a sweet thing.
0: Okay. No, it is. I like even seeing. So my kids are now, uh, well, Jordan will be 11 next month. And then yes. Kylie's nine. And mm-hmm. just watching them from where they were to where they are now, <clears throat> like, it's amazing that. No matter how young or how old you are, God will talk to you and he can use the gifts that he's given you even at a young age. Oh, yeah. So So it's so amazing that what we're talking about now, you know, what are we basing our decisions on? That applies for all of us, every age. What is the motive behind it? Why are we doing what we're doing?
1: And that's if that's something we're watching as a mother, as a parent, we can be imparting that in our children. Well, though where they will learn to ask themselves that. Um, a Bible teacher I had years ago um, in school, he told he used to tell us. He said, "You always you'll teach what you know, but you'll impart who you are." Mm-hmm. And so, as a parent, if we know to let Jesus be Lord, not our emotions. If we know to when we do, though, I mean, when we mess up, I. We're always you. I'm quick to, my husband and I both, we make a point to go and tell our kids, you know what? We apologize. We missed it. This is what the word says, but let's all get on it back together. And we show them not to beat ourselves up over something. Let's just move on. You know, let's Jesus gives us a fresh start. But if our kids see us doing that and get that impartation of us hungering to always follow God's word, even though, like we've said, we will mess up. But it's just a heart condition that wants to do right. And when our kids get that impartation from us, it makes all the difference. It gives them such a foundation for success.
0: No, uh, 100% it does. And you, I'm sure, have so many different examples of when you've seen it actually play out in (laughs) real life. And I think it's so cool that even people who are watching just changing minor things in our day-to-day life, just changing your mindset. I mean, that has a ton to do with the decisions that we make is thinking the right thoughts. Yeah. You know, think about, um, Jeremiah 29. I use a lot because it's talking about, you know, our future and that he has a plan for us. And I love that verse because he is reminding us that he thinks good thoughts towards us. Yes. And he's our example. And so he's thinking good thoughts towards us. No matter what thoughts we think about ourselves, but we remember, well, God doesn't see me that way. That's not how he thinks about me. So that's I've got to change my mindset here to think the way God thinks.
1: Oh, yeah. And the only way to do that is by replacing those thoughts with the word, because that's, you know, that's or talks about washing our minds with the water of the word. Kind of. I um, just taught chapel at my kids school for the elementary, and I was talking about we give our brain a bath. (laughs) Word. I was talking about we're giving our brain a bath when we read the word because it washes away all the with the little ones. I had k four through fifth grade. So I was talking about we wash away the icky thoughts or the things you know, and we do. we give our brain a bath when we focus on God's Word because God's Word is the only thing that can really cleanse the way we think or you know, well, I say God's Word is the only thing that can cleanse, but really anything can change how we think. It's just mm-hmm. whether it's a good or a bad thing. Um, yes. well, Romans twelve one and two talks about not being. Conform to the world around us, not but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. With the word, and one thing I love is um, I don't have it in front of me, but the Phillips translation of Romans two. It says, and I'm pretty close with it, but it says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. And I love that because I love being in the kitchen, and I always think of like a cookie dough mold. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, when you we, There's other, but, you know, to kind of cook, if I'm squeezing that dough into its mold, there's so many pieces I'm taking away and I'm just going to keep what fits. But I was like, how many times us or our children, if we start trying to fit into the world's mold and the world's always trying to squeeze us in through uh, social media, TV, the movies we watch, the music we listen to, the news, everything is always bombarding us. And if that's what we let being the driving force really that all have our emotions driving us because if you watch the world, they are driven by emotions. That oh, is, yeah. you know, the talks about the lust of the eyes and all these things and that's all emotions. But how much of the God given parts of us get kind of taken off because they don't fit in the mold
0: mm. where
1: it's God's word is supposed to be transforming us, putting all those pieces in and really making us who we are supposed to be us, our children, You know, I want my children to grow up to be everything God's called them to be. I don't want them to let the world take pieces away. But if I'm a mom that's letting things, you know, letting emotions in the world speak into me, I'm not going to raise children that are being led by the Lord if I'm not, if I'm letting something else be Lord. Um, I always say there's a big difference between a Christian home and a word filled home. You know, we hear so many times, well, they were raised in a Christian home which is wonderful. And I'm not getting from that at all, but I'm like, well, but there's such a difference between a Christian home and a word filled home. You know, Mm -hmm. we might have the title of Christian, but is our house really filled with filled with the word or there's that accent coming out Mm -hmm. (laughs) or filled with our emotions leading or, you know, who's Lord in this situation makes all the difference.
0: No, I love that because a lot of, I've heard that so many times, you know, Why did that happen? You know, they're good Christians, but we don't know what goes on inside their home. We have no idea.
1: There is such a difference. And we, um, my husband and I have a phrase and we say, well, in this house, you know, well in this house, we don't talk like that. Or in this house, we, we put God first or, you know, in this house, we don't watch that show because kids will be like, well, so-and-so, well in this house. Yeah. you know and then and then it comes back you plant those seeds in your kids and this was i'll tell myself a little it wasn't bad but, um this has been a couple of years ago now and i i keep looking over at where my kitchen is across the way but so i was in my kitchen talking to my husband jeremiah one day and john parker my oldest was probably he's about to be nine he was probably five or six and he was in another room and i wasn't saying anything bad necessarily but i was talking about like some situation and all I said to him was I was like, well that's just really stupid. Not him, but like whatever situation. Right. John Parker from across the house was like, "Mommy, we don't talk like that in this house, remember?" It's like, "Thank you, John Parker. <laughs> you're right." So, you know, there are our house is supposed to be different. Our house isn't supposed to be, you know, and it's humbling when your children. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> You know, and you have to be going to say like, yeah, you're right. We don't talk like that in this house, you know, yep. But when your children point you back. But we always that's a little example. But, you know, what is what are we like in this house? In this house, we follow the word, not our emotions. We're not tossed to and fro, because like I said, if we follow our emotions, we are going to make so many decisions that in 15 minutes, you're going to wonder why you even made that decision because it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. But God's word stays the same. He hasn't changed in all these years and he never will.
0: Nope, he won't. And I think of um, an example that I was taught a long time ago about a tube, a toothpaste. Yeah. And how it's like words. Yeah. And when we say something, it's like we've squeezed that toothpaste out mm-hmm. and then we realize, oh, that was the wrong thing to say, but we can't put it back in the tube again. Yeah. It's already out there it's already been affected by whatever whoever it was that we were talking to and so in those moments what do we do do we just continue going down that path because this is Mm -hmm. where the enemy kind of when i was a teenager would play in my mind Mm -hmm. if i messed up instead of being quick to repent and saying lord forgive me let me get this right the enemy would use that and say, well, you already missed it now. So you might as well finish doing whatever you were doing. Yeah. And it took me so long to realize, no, I'm not going to continue. Yeah, I missed it. But I am going to turn back to the Lord and do what's right. right in those moments.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's so easy. And the I think the more we do that, too, the more we look to his word, the quicker the Holy Spirit can be. Well, he's always quick to speak, but it's the quicker we recognize him, you know, and then we'll see those little outbursts be shorter and shorter because we're more sensitive to recognize him. And then if we're quick to repent, he's quick to swoop in and, you know, his grace is always sufficient.
0: Always.
1: Yeah, he can always make up for our messes.
0: One of the scriptures that came to mind was uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 8, where it says we're hard pressed on every side, but not crushed perplexed, but not in despair. Love that. I think this is a great example and ties in with what we're talking about because the world will apply pressure on every side. Always. I mean, like you said, with social media, you've got people, you've got all the things that are coming at you from all sides. And if we don't have anything on the inside of us, like you, if you have an actual like a flower pot, I don't have one over here. But if you have a flower pot, right? It's empty. There's no dirt, nothing in it. And you start putting pressure on the sides of it. The more pressure that's applied, it will eventually crack. Yeah. But when it's filled, it has that soil. Yeah. It has yeah. something on the inside. It doesn't yeah. matter how much pressure is applied. It's able to resist. it yeah. well, Tell us for what? It's supposed to resist the devil and he'll bleed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have to have God's word inside of us, making a solid,
1: a firm mm-hmm. foundation
0: like we started yeah. with to where we can resist and to where we don't give into mm-hmm. our emotional side of things.
1: I love that. And that is that is the foundation to all of it. It really is. It's that heart condition that God can work with and a heart that's full of his word. And that's a solid foundation for us that nothing the world throws at can destroy that.
0: And I love that too, that at all cost, he's like, I've got a way of escape for you. It's <laughs> yes. so, so
1: good. Matthew 12, 34 through 40, where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he talks about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And I have it in the Passion Translation with me. And this is with verse uh, 34, just the bottom part of it. It says, For what has been stored up in your hearts will be heard in the overflow of your words. Mm-hmm. And so, What's coming out of us is really fruit of what's been what we've been feeding on, what's inside. And so if my emotions are always what's if I'm always reacting to situations with my emotions instead of my fate, then that shows up been feeding the emotional side of me, not my fate. You know, I remember since I was little, I was a bo- uh, gospel bill kid. <laughs> I, was- I was loved him. <laughs> My, my kids love gospel, you know, I was a, I was a gospel bill kid. And I remember him talking about, um, he was telling a story about an Indian chief, I think like a native American chief. And they were talking about two different dogs, like a white dog and a black dog. And they're like, well, in a fight, which one would win? And he said, well, whichever one you feed the most. And he was using that between like spirit and flesh, which one of us is going to win, whichever one, which is going to speak out, which one's going to be in control. And it's whichever one we feed the most. So am I feeding my spirit or am I feeding my flesh? What am I feeding on? And one thing, if we're so busy, like it's easy, like um, with podcasting, now there's good podcasts and then there's ones that aren't bad, but aren't feeding our spirit, right. but podcasts or social media, or, I mean, there's, with a phone, you literally always have access to something to be listening to something. Yeah, so There's YouTube, there's all these things. And there's, like constantly feeding. I don't have to be sitting down and reading to be like feeding my flesh or, you know, things like that. And I can feed my spirit too, but in this, but there's so many ways that if I'm constantly feeding on the junk food of the world, I'm not going to be hungry when it comes to the meat of the word. Like I'm already full, you know, kind of like kids that have run their dinner, but if I'm constantly feeding on that. And so that's something we have to watch on. It's not just this, I call it mindless eating. You know, have you ever done that where you're just, Uh um, and you're like where in the world did that bag of chips go (laughs) like there's no way i ate all of this but there's so many times we can go through our day and like mindlessly eat and they're like why do i not want to read my word right now like why well because we're full we're already full of something else we have to kind of force feed the word to get that appetite back but god's grace is always sufficient you know but that's one and then proverbs 4 where he talks about 23 23 about listening to my words they're live to those that find them it helps all their flesh and he talks about to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it will flow the issues of life or whatever in your life, like whatever you're going to have in life is coming from what's inside your heart. And so that is so important. It all goes back to what we're feeding on.
0: No, that is so good. I love that illustration about, you know, that that's what comes out of us Mm -hmm. because I think of like a natural fountain. Well, if you have a fountain that's supposed to be spouting up and all that, it has to have water inside of it in order for it to come alive. Well, we're supposed to have God inside of us in order for him to actually come alive. You you were talking earlier about, you know, that our, the word is like a lamp and it guides us. And in that sense, knowing without him, we're not going to have the light. We're not going to have that wisdom and that revelation that we need. So in those moments to where maybe the world is putting pressure on you or a demand and saying, you need to say, you know, what we're going to do right now, we will get on autopilot and say out fear because that's what we're feeling at that moment. Or because we're full of faith, Mm -hmm. we're not allowing that fear to set in. And so we're saying, Give me a minute. Let me seek wisdom for a second yes. before I give you my answer. And yeah. I'm make some people upset saying, no, I mm-hmm. want an answer now. But we don't have to mm-hmm. give in to the pressure.
1: Yeah. And Jesus is our example, and he didn't. You know, there's times where he didn't answer right away. Or it might even sound like he was answering something that was totally off subject, <laughs> which it wasn't. But to them, they thought, what in the world? You know, right. these were so annoyed with him but he was answering what the father was speaking and he was taking time to listen and get that answer. And it is so important that we have God's word in us. So that's what comes out. Um, We can take a minute, like you said, just take a minute and be quick, not to answer, but be quick to listen, be quick to listen to the father and be like, okay, this is what my emotions are doing right now. But that contradicts the word. And I'm always going to go with what the word says, not with, it doesn't mean your emotions just stop we're emotional creatures. We're humans. Mm -hmm. We have emotions and our emotions are never just going to go away. We just have to put them in submission under the word of God, like every other part of our life.
0: No, I love that. That's such a great way to put that. I've taken so many notes. I'm going to have to go back and rewrite them um, now. But before we kind of end, you have so many different ways that people get in touch with you. I know, um, but you also wrote a book, and I want to point this out because if you guys didn't know this, you'll need to check it out. It's called If Mama Ain't Happy, and it is such a wonderful book. If you are a mom, I'm telling you, you're going to get a kick out of this because some of the examples that you use in there are just so great, um, and I love the topic that we picked today because... In your book, and I'm going to quote you for a second, um, it says, if we let our emotions control us, we have made our emotions lord. Mm. And I was like, wow, we don't even consider that that's what we're doing in those moments. We're just like, oh, no, that's just being human, right? That's what we brush it off as. But right here, you brought it out that, no, we're actually that is what we're making our Lord in those moments when we're giving into the emotional side yeah. of
1: things. <laughs> but it's just the Holy spirit. And really my heart on the book was as a mom of two, I was like so many times I feel like moms, it's just expected of you to do so much, you know, to wear so many hats and so many things, but God wants to do that position with us. Like he wants to help us fulfill the role of mom. Yeah. And there's so many parts that we try to do on our own and, being a mother can be a very works oriented position because there is, I mean, you constantly, if my kids eat, you know, I have to feed them. If they have yeah. clean clothes, I have to be the one to wash it. If they bathe, I have to be the ones to force them because we oh, the little, stables, yeah. you know, that love long <laughs> filth. If it's all these things, I have, if they're going to do their homework, I have to. And there's so much of us that is needed, but I just, The Lord was just in this time when I was writing, this was like, but I don't want you to do it without me. And he just shared so much wisdom, so much things that I'm going back because it's been a couple of years now since I first sat down to write it. And I've gone back and read it and thought, Lord, how did I forget about that? (laughs) You know, but he is just so good and so faithful. And it's just a book to encourage moms, really just to bring some joy, share some funny examples, but really just encourage and always point back to Jesus.
0: No, I'm telling you, it is an amazing book. We've given it away as gifts to people just because it just, it is amazing the way that you laid it out and you are very transparent. You don't hold back and you're just like, (laughs) I'm going to lay it on the line for you guys. And here, this will help you.
1: Yeah. I, that is my prayer that it helps. It encourages. And I, I don't, I never have any secrets. I just. I always tell my friends, I'm like, you know, all my secrets. I just tell them I always do. But I just think in transparency, we can always grow, especially when that transparency, when I'm making myself kind of just see through, you can see through all my stuff and just see through to Jesus. That's what I really hope for, you know?
0: That's no, and that's perfect. And that's what we all should do. That's why we're mm-hmm. talking about today, you know, how mm-hmm. to make the right decisions by getting into God's word and not letting our emotions take over or make us feel guilty in the moments when we don't make the right choices. Just get back on track again.
1: Just always. It all goes back to Jesus and being never too busy to sit at his feet, never too busy or never too full of pride to admit when we haven't let him be the one being Lord. You know, it's just, he can just do so much with an open heart, with a heart that's honest and quick to repent he can just do so much with that.
0: He definitely can. Well, I want to say thank you so much for joining. How can people get in touch with you, learn more about um, you guys' church and things like that?
1: Well, and I want to say thank you so much. I have enjoyed this. This has been such a joy. I am so glad that you guys come. I love it. And I know it took us forever to line up times with kids and all the directions we're going, but this has been so fun. Um, on uh, our church has a Facebook, Jasper Christian Center. Um, I have a personal one that's like a ministry one, Avril Gardner Johnson, also an Instagram as well. Um, and then our church's website, I believe jasperchristiancenter.org. But those are the ways to get in touch. Um, if you want to reach out, you know, um, the book's available on Amazon if anybody's interested. But yeah, I'd love to hear from people, love to just share the word. I get to encourage somebody, pray with you if you have anything to pray for. I, I would love that. Well, thank you again. You mm-hmm.
0: guys definitely go check out, follow her on all social media. You guys, she posts some of the, the cutest little clips on there about just encouragement. I love when you come on and share little scriptures and you kind of break it down. It's so encouraging because we all can use, you know, two minutes here and there. Like, oh, yeah, that uplifted me. That's exactly what I needed today. Mm-hmm. So keep keep going. Keep sharing God's word. Too.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank I- you. Can't thank you enough for this opportunity. I've enjoyed it.
0: We want to say we love you guys. We appreciate all of you watching, and we will see you again next week.